While Johnny's drinking bourbon, I wanted to tell you guys just a quick bit about an event that we're having at Crepeville on April 7th. Uh, and now right. that he's done. Yeah, Johnny, what's the deal? So those beautiful humans down there paired up with this beautiful podcast to make a beautiful movie night. There's beauty everywhere, as far as the eye can see. It's just immensely beautiful. Uh, it's majestic, and it just warms my soul. We're taking over the whole back part of Crepeville, and we are going to play a movie. There's going to be popcorn. There's going to be beer. There's going to be us. There's going to be Nick and That's Miyagi, every, maybe. Yeah. And there's going to be, obviously, food and drink as well. There are going to be tickets for sale. Yes. Um, and if you're anybody that's not on our Patreon. Yeah. Patreon people get in free. But if you're not on our Patreon, you can still get tickets. They will be available at Crepeville and Burgers and Brew or from Johnny or myself. If you see one of us out, hit us up. Correct. Again, that's April 7th at Crateville at 6 p.m. Please come join our movie night. It'll be a lot of fun. We're going to be watching a classic movie that everybody can enjoy. Bring the family if you'd like. Eat, drink, and be merry. It'll be the best thing that'll happen all month. It's the bee's knees. Check it out. The cat's pajamas. Yeah. Check the, it out. The goat's hill. Check it out. <laughs> See you there. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema, a podcast about craft beer and film. My name is Max Minardi. My name is Johnny Summers. We are coming to you on a sort of sunny afternoon. It's been rainy all week, as I understand it. I haven't been in town, but it's sunny now. Yeah, we have a little gap between storms. It's pretty cool. Yes, and I have a couple gaps between shows. I play music when I'm not doing this podcast. Uh, so here we are, coming at you another week. Sometimes if you listen long enough... He plays music when he is doing this podcast. That's true. <laughs> Usually late in an episode, also late in a night. Yeah, when the piano comes out. Yes, if you've never heard this show before, we typically break our show into three parts. Uh, first, a middle and an end. That's we the talk. Of, yeah, I yeah. like that. Thanks, man. We, uh, we cover our first beer in the first section, then we talk about our movie of the week, spoiler-free, in our second section, and then we talk about our final beer and the movie with spoilers in our third and final segment called The Danger Zone. Gonna go ahead and say if you guys have also still never heard, or maybe you have heard and you just don't remember, you can get in touch with us on all different social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at Fresh Hop Cinema, or you can email us if you're feeling real fancy at fhccast at gmail.com. We always love chatting with you, and that's the last of my housekeeping. All right. Intro done. Done. Wrapped. Wrapped. Want to talk beer? Talk beer. Talk about your life. Talk about the sweet shirt you're wearing. Thanks, man. You haven't seen this before? I have, but it, every time it just gets me. Thanks, dude. It's so cool. <clears throat> um, well, you picked out beers this week again. Yes. So why don't we uh, why don't we break into our very first one? That sounds fun to me. Let's do it. Okay. You tell me about it, and I will make my glass free. Yeah. So we're gonna be drinking a beer called Strobe Lights from Stillwater Stillwater Artisanal Artisanal. It is a Double dry hopped IPA, and I forgot you opened it. Whoops. Oh, sorry, man. I dribbled. <laughs> I always like tilt the can no, when I'm no, reading. I'm sorry. Yeah, I popped it open. It's fine. Party foul. Yeah, so 7% double dry hopped IPA. Uh, I want to say that I smell citra hops. Look at you. Yeah. I'm, sm nose for that sort I'm of thing? smelling it off of what spilt on my hand, but yeah. I couldn't say for sure. Right. Does it smell good? It smells really good. Lovely. I need uh, to make my glass available. Yeah, I'm gonna describe the can then. It's a it's a pretty cool black and white can. The the uh, the brewery name is upside down. Stillwater does a lot of weird. I didn't want a paper towel stuff. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't even. I was using it to write on. I, I spilled 
And right. you grab paper towels. And you would think that I was giving them to you. Not to give me to right. clean up the beer. Sorry, man. <laughs> but to take a note. It's early in the day. We're not. I'm not used to. I haven't even really spoken to people. I spent four hours driving today, so my my uh, my human communication calibration's all off. That's a weird thing, right? When yeah. you no, it totally is. But it's you, a real thing. You just don't speak to anyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How long does so. it take you to get warmed up? Uh, oh, like for yeah, um, like just to speak. Like I don't think it's a time thing. I think it's like a, a amount of people or conversations. The uh, amount thing. of human you consume. Yeah, basically, like I need to at least talk to three different people for more than a couple minutes. Okay. Anyways, this can, black and white, it's all super washed out. There's people with blindingly white sunglasses on just staring at something. Uh, very stroby effect. I so. would like to think it's the sun. Yeah, sure. It's probably the eclipse. They're just staring at the sun. Back in the back in the day. Like a bunch of crazy people. Okay. Would you care for some of this? Yes, I would love some. Let's the can do for it. you, sir. Uh, while I'm pouring this beer, has anything got you hot and or bothered Ooh, this week? Sure. Um, yeah, I wasn't prepared. Let's see. That's fine. Yes. If you don't have it. We can we can talk otherwise. I don't want to miss anything good, so I might actually save it. All right, save um, it for for a chance to really think about it. Mm -hmm. But that said, last week you did the hot and I did the bothered. Yeah, I want to do a bothered deal. Yeah, um, you want to do that now or do you want to do the beer first? Uh, you know, I'm well. I got my beer poured, That's but true. you still have to drink some of the beer we were sipping on before the show. Fair enough. So, so give me a, give me what's got you hot. It's what's got you bothered. Yeah, sorry, bothered. Uh, let's see. It's kind of a mix of both. Uh, really, it, selfish. It, yeah, it is. Both. It is. So you have to think of one that's a mix of both. Okay, now. great. It, no, bothered would be when shows that you're really into, like a like a TV show, like a TV show or a Netflix show. Mm -hmm. Um, the stuff that you're really into, like you kind of get attached to the characters, but then it gets super annoying, and you have to just completely give up on it. Like the show gets annoying, so you have to give up on yeah. the show. Uh huh. Oh, so that happened to me with Love. Oh, you watched season three, huh? No, I couldn't get through season two. Oh. I just don't watch season three then. Yeah. You'll I've I've heard that same kind of thing. Really? Yeah. So like Judd Apatow, really strong start. Like mm -hmm. strong first act, mm -hmm. really just lost me in the second act. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh I think I've just been in enough dysfunctional relationships. I don't really need to be entertained by one. You yeah, know? Like that's fair. it just it started bumming me out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I realized one night after we had watched a couple episodes that I was just in a pissy mood. Mm -hmm. I was just like, just being to Shalina for no reason. And it was just because I was in a bad mood from watching the show. Just because right. it was like reminding me of things I've been through or just, I was just angry at the characters in general. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a hot end cold. The, the, the being bothered by a show, but then like the feeling that you get of just saying, I'm done with that show. Just yeah, moving on. Just get it off your chest, kind of thing. And there's so much content in the world now. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, I really liked that that show. Um, I actually enjoyed season two. Okay, but I've heard something on a podcast that I think we both listened to talking about season three and how it just sort of fell off. So I'm sort of uh, hesitant yeah. to check it out. But you got to see it through to the end. I know. Excuse me. Look at me burping this week. I know, right? Um. Yeah. All right. I'll do mine after we talk about this beer. Once again, this is Strobe Lights from Stillwater. All right. I'm gonna be selfish, and I do have a, a hot too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, man. Do that. No. 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 I'll get to it later. You I'm sure? just gonna remind you to remind me. I'll do my best. It's gonna be crazy. Okay. Great. Well, thoughts on this beer then? Let's do it, man. It's pretty. It is. It's hazier than I thought it was gonna be. I wasn't expecting hazy. It's, you, I feel like almost every time now that you see a beer that's hazy, the the brewery's just like very very intent on making you know that it's hazy. Dude, that's almost sour. Oh, yeah? What the hell? Good or bad? I don't know. That is 
odd, man. So you get this really powerful hop punch, but it's almost a sour twang to the hops. That's weird. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't like it a lot. It's almost got a uh, like an off flavor. Um, let's see. So I've only done a couple batches of homebrew beers in my whole life, but but one was an IPA that I tried to make, and this kind of tastes like what that came out as. Okay. Specifically, just that one aspect of how it finishes. Dude, this is rough. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's a, I mean, it's super bitter. Um, I'm hesitant to call it hoppy. It's, it's not juicy. No, for sure. No, definitely was uh, set set us in the wrong direction with the way it looks. But. Well, not only that, but just dry hopping itself. Um, yeah, here we go. It should add some juice to it. Yeah, you know, huh? Um, hmm. Well, it's it's interesting. Hmm. I hope it's. They make some weird stuff though. I mean, we've covered some of their beers in the past, and they've all been sort of like, uh. they're very wonky. They don't yeah. do a lot of just like straightforward. It's like McKellar. McKellar is always Very doing weird stuff. Weird beers. Or Evil Twin. Hmm. hmm. I love that since we are not in the future, everybody has like probably read the name of the episodes. So they already know we're doing Evil Twin. Right. But we like when they click on it, they're like, oh, you, you know, Stillwater and whatever movie we're doing, mm-hmm. uh, Tomb Raider and Evil Twin. And we're like, Evil Twin, maybe. Mm, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And they're like, shut up. Yeah, we know. We know what's coming. You idiots. Um. All right. Well, I'm going to give this beer a rating right now. You don't have to. Can you I needn't. get... Yeah, I want a bit more of a take, take on. Time, yeah. I want a more of a take on it from you. All right. Well, so the bitterness is is real, real lingering. Um, it doesn't finish smoothly. It's not really a smooth beer in general, but I'm not getting any distinct um, hop characteristics that I would want. Not that you said there would be any, because I don't think this can said specifically. But well, there are hop like specific hops because the yeah, hops are yeah. super present. I think once you said like I'm smelling like a what'd you say citra hop? It's kind of citrusy, yeah. I so I get like a pithiness from citrusiness. It's super pithy. Uh, you know what I'm getting too is it descends really fast mm. into earthiness. Mm. Uh, the finish is very musty and uh, yeah. like a like a licking a dirt floor like a vacuum bag almost like a, like a vacuum bag yeah, it's maybe a, it's a real thing that's no a way to, you know i'm calling this the dirt floor beer sure the dustpan the dustpan yeah you know this is the the hut which is the vacuum bag of the broom as we say that's right um yeah this is it earthy is a good way to, to put it like super earthy S- uh sooty sooty possibly no, soot is like ash i definitely mean more dirt yeah yeah um, it's like licking your fingers after you've been making a mud pie yeah, so I don't know how your tongue is divided up taste bud wise. I know there's like sections, but I'm gonna show you my tongue. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's where I'm getting it. Like the far back on the outside. See, I'm getting it right in the middle. Like interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like right there. Yeah, this is weird, man. I, I don't I've decided I don't like it. Um it's really unique. The hop yeah. that they used is super bitter mm-hmm. and super pithy and super earthy. And it's really lend it's it's not juicy at all. No. And you would like a little bit of, uh, like, even a teensy bit of sweetness to kind of cut through the bitterness. You know, I'm the self-professed person that doesn't like hazy IPAs and wants more bitterness, but right. I find myself saying this one could, in fact, use a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really lacking in that department. Uh, it's kind of not as advertised, so I can't yeah. really give it, like, the best rating. Uh, I think it's a good beer. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I do. I think it's not what we were expecting, and I think it's not what it looks like. Yeah. You know, if I handed this to you and said, here's a dank IPA, and you couldn't even see it, 
you would maybe enjoy it. More. I don't know, man. I still don't like it. I'm going to, maybe we'll reach out to Stillwater and, and see like what hops they used and if this is kind of what they were going for. I'm also not super clear on how old or new this beer is. Um, so I'm going to give it a four. Yeah. And a half. It's really. Four and a half for me. The, the, the mouth feel and the lingering bitterness in your mouth is very abrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, real, real close to unenjoyable. Is it? Real to close. To you too? Like, I think it's a good beer, but I don't know if this is like the best at all. You know, it's really way too bitter. Not in like a good hop way. Yeah. It's bitter in like a, you just ate some like rotten. You're changing your mind on this thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, I think it's good for somebody, but for me, the hops that you're getting, that dirt just must mm-hmm. over the top bitter. It's not doing it for me. Yeah. No, me neither. I tried. I filled my glass up again. Mm-hmm. I really tried. Um, solid three. Oh, wow. That's quite low for you. Yeah. As far as IPAs go, this is one I would never reach for again. That's interesting because you started the saying, I like this beer. I think it, no, I I think it's a good beer. Mm. And then I was trying to think why it is a good beer. That's like my qualifier. Right. If it's good at what it should be. Well, I want to be somewhat objective. Like if, and if it's not something that I might like, I want to identify the flavor profile as being just qualifying good or bad, Mm -hmm. you know, and try and be objective. But in the end of the day, it's my vote and- can't Not do there. it. Can't okay. do it, man. Um, if you want a really, really dirt-flavored, over-the-top bitter, leaves your mouth super dry and needing a glass of water IPA, reach for this one. See, I think that's even a little bit harsh. I think for some people this would be really good. But is, is your mouth not super dry right now? I wouldn't now? call it dry. Really? It's definitely, um, it's, it's just a super bitter finish. I wonder if this one would be better if it gets a little bit warmer. And I know that's mm, weird. Maybe. I'll let mine sit for a little bit. But... And you must know I'm gonna ask you this. What's the price point? Oh shoot. Yeah. I don't remember. Nothing? Uh uh. Um Okay, you are no longer allowed to get beer unless you remember prices. No, it was like six or seven bucks. Six or seven? Really? I don't remember. Maybe less. High. All right. Maybe less. We'll find here's what we'll do. We'll find out on the break and we'll tell you after. It was because we can do that. Yeah, between four and six. All right. How sure are you? Seventy. Okay, if you're wrong when we come back from break, you take a shot of bourbon on air. Okay. Deal. Deal. Uh, okay. Stillwater Artisanal Strobe Lights. Uh, not the best ratings from us, but if you do want to pick it up, it's at Spikes. You can go check it out. Make sure to use our discount code because Spikes is awesome and you can get 10% off. Every time I see Stillwater, um, I want to call it Artisanal. I know you do. It's annoying. And I appreciate you not doing it up until this point. I thought that showed a lot of restraint. It did. And yeah. it does. It just makes me wonder, do they spell it different? No. It's, but it's pronounced artisanal, right? Artisanal. Artisanal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody says artisanal. Unless you're British. Maybe. Artisanal. Yeah. You that's know what? How, I, okay. That's how Sean Connery says it. Yeah. I thought of my, uh, what's got me hot. Yeah. I just started watching Flight of the Concords. Dude, that show's so dope. Yeah. So, so I've heard, dope. I've heard for a long time that from different friends of mine that I would really enjoy the humor. Uh, turns out I do. <laughs> it's so awkward and weird and funny. Yeah, you've kind of got a, a niche brand of humor. Yeah. Is it niche? I say niche. I say niche. Yeah. Because I'm an American. Yeah. I don't know what that has to do with it. It's, I don't know. Niche? Just, I think niche is probably the proper way to say it. I like to say niche when I say niche market. Sure. But when I say a niche market, doesn't sound as nice. Yeah, maybe it is, you know? Hmm, niche. No, I think it's niche. Here we go. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Guys. Language. What do you think? Let us know. Do you say niche or do you say niche? What a, what or do a, you not say that word? What a nichey and quandary. 
in quandary existentialists out there nothing did you just say in quandary <laughs> no no you did i said something else we all heard you it say in quandary explain it talk to me about flight of the concords that was it i just started watching it okay i enjoy it a lot it's got you hot mm-hmm. how far into it are two you? episodes okay yeah so that's worth saying yes it's, it, it's, it's and it's only two seasons long so i'm gonna i'm gonna tease it out for quite a bit okay maybe watch an episode a day i like that so that's what's got me hot this make week. it last yeah uh, so you know what got me hot is I actually just discovered it today scrolling through YouTube and it was a suggested video and it's maybe one of the more ridiculous things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. YouTube Red is rebooting Karate Kid. Oh, again? Not YouTube Red again, but again? Karate Kid's being rebooted again? No, so Karate Kid got rebooted like major cinema with uh, Will Smith's kid, yes. Jaden. Yes. A great actor, by the way. Mm-hmm. Him in Pursuit of Happiness. Mm-hmm. Dude, tears. That kid was like four in that Yeah, movie. It was, that movie was so rough. Any homeless kid at four with Will Smith as their dad is going to be. Right? Uh, I think that kid's a actor. Yeah, man, I keep we keep swearing in this. Leave it. Really We're an explicit podcast. Not until the danger zone. We're not. Blatant swearing is not allowed until the danger zone. <clears throat> that was pretty blatant. I was insulting what? him also. <laughs> you, this is just normal conversation. Anything above yeah. and beyond a normal conversation you'd be having like at a bar sure i think deserve censorship but that's like that's like the worst like the worst things you'll ever hear at a bar you can't be like that's the standard i think the worst thing like any average conversation you would hear outside of i think my starbucks my average conversations right. and yours are a lot different right uh so ty goes to the runner more moderate yeah uh yeah whatever you control the editing yeah. so i guess it really falls on your shoulders so anyways reboot. they're rebooting um okay so the uh the the will smith one uh jaden smith was a remake yes that's what i'm saying yeah the reboot no that was a remake they are doing like a direct sequel with machida ralph machida that wasn't that the kid's name i don't know the actual two dudes from karate kid no the original the original people and now it's like fast forward right they're in their like 50s sweet yeah uh the 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 kid, the main kid that with the karate, the, yeah. the the karate kid now yeah. owns like a car dealership. Okay. And the the dude from Cobra Kai is a drunk loser who's like face down on the floor. Like the trailer goes from him getting kicked in the face with the like the grasshopper like kick. From the original movie. Yeah. yeah. It goes to that and then you see his face and it hits the ground. And then it, it's like Thirty-four years later, and it's his face on the ground, and they pan out, and he's just like surrounded by beer bottles. So is it like a comedy? Like, is it a joke? No, it's like kind of serious. It's as serious as like the original Karate Kid, and so like the Cobra Kai dude like starts up Cobra Kai again, mm-hmm. and then the kids, the other guys, like not in my town, and so he starts up like another gym, and they're like training kids and stuff. It looks ridiculous. It's like a bad version of the Rocky, the last Rocky movie. I didn't see the last Rocky movie. Creed? No, didn't nah, see it. I didn't either, but it, I heard it was really good. Yeah? Um, but it was like Rocky not fighting finally, and he's training Michael B. Jordan to okay. be like the new. But you heard it was like legit good. Yeah, that's what I've heard. No kidding. Should be on my list. Yeah. Oh. We'll add that on the break to our Put list. on my list, yeah. Uh, what app are we using? Letterboxd. We just, well, I've had it for a few, a couple months now, and Johnny just got Letterboxd. I'm on board, It's son. like a movie diary thing. That you keep, you we, can uh, you can write reviews, write you reviews, can rate movies, have a what to watch list. Yes, you can follow us and figure out what movies are on our to watch list. Yeah, in the next segment for for our discussion of Tomb Raider, I'll read you my review that I wrote after explaining my feelings. Do it, yeah, that's It'll cool. Fun. Yeah, but it's a fun app. You guys should check it out. That's my hot. That's my bothered. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a bothered this week, man. It's been a solid week. I've got um, 
played four shows earlier in Reno, and I got two more out of town starting tomorrow. And you always play at the Pepper Mill, right? In Reno, I do. So if you're ever around there, it's what, every other weekend or like? No, it's about once a month. Once a month? So if you live in Reno or you're around there, you can possibly see a young Maxwell live and in person. Yeesh. That'd be cool. Yeah. He plays some good music. I enjoy it. Thanks, dude. Yeah, his new album's really good. And I'm not just saying that because he's right there. Do you think that? I like it. Thanks, man. I want a hard copy. Oh, yeah. Right. I forgot you didn't have one yet. I thought you wanted to wait for the vinyl. Both. Yeah. Okay. Unless the vinyl's going to have a download code. No, I just, I feel like we don't need it. Like, there's so much, like, you can find it anywhere online. Yeah, but I like to, like, have it. Right. So. So no, no bothered for me. Cool. So I'm good. Word. I like that you're so happy. Yeah. You're definitely bringing this podcast up. I'm just chilling, man. I'm going to bring this podcast to a break starting now. So you, at the beginning of the episode, you heard us talking about an event, and we said for people on our Patreon, they get in free, and you're probably like, what is Patreon? And my friend Johnny Summers is going to tell you exactly what Patreon is. So Patreon is a really awesome way for you to support not just us, but other artists or creators of content mostly in the us. universe. Mostly, mostly us. us. We're obviously the most important ones on Patreon. Uh, yeah, we have a, a sliding scale of membership. Starts at a dollar an episode, and that gets you into all the swanky parties that we throw. And the prizes, or rewards, if you will, just get more awesome from there. That's right. So he's saying you can pay us just a dollar per episode or more if you'd like to get exclusive content. Just find us at patreon.com slash freshhopcinema to get in on that action now. Again, patreon.com slash freshhopcinema. If you go all the way to the very tippy tip top, I'm cooking you dinner. The even more Jesus, six bucks. Okay. What else? And it was the Stillwater Artisanal Strobe Light IPA. Okay, perfect. Thank you, dude. All right, we'll see you then. All right, appreciate it. No problem. Bye-bye. Bye. So that was your friendly neighborhood Spikes Bottle Shop employee, Ken, Mm -hmm. one of our favorites, friend of the show, giving you the pricing data on the beers that we just consumed right in that $6 range for both the Evil Twin and the Stillwater this week. Yes, which I guess I owe you an apology, too, because I sort of was coming off super cocky, like, hey, if you're wrong, you better drink some bourbon. Yeah. Now uh, you have to Now, drink if some you bourbon. had established that, I would have to, but since we didn't, I don't. Or we could just do it together while we listen to the movie trailer. Oh, that's such a good segue. Okay, the, that sounds good. Uh, yeah, here's a trailer. We're going to take it. We're going to have some bourbon. Some something is about uh, to get frisky. <laughs> Let's get crazy. But just to be clear, yes, that was Strobe Light from Stillwater. It is available at Spikes for six bucks a can. If you're into that sort of thing, we weren't. You might like it. Go check it out. Please tell us about it. Here is the trailer for the 2018 film Tomb Raider. What's your name? Laura. Surname? Croft. Laura, your father's gone. You can pick up where he left off. I see so much of him in you. Brilliant. Hello, Sprout. If you're listening to this, then I must be dead. I found something. A tomb called the Mother of Death. If Trinity succeeds, our world is in danger. Promise me you will stop them. I promise. And that is the trailer for a movie based on a movie based on several video games. Oh, snap. Yes, what you just heard was the trailer for Tomb Raider. It is a film that was released on March 16th of this year, starring Alicia Vikander as the titular Laura Croft. Uh, Lara Croft, I don't want to mispronounce that. Lara. Lara. 
L-A-R-A. Uh, this movie runs just shy of two hours, and in the couple weeks it's been out, has made almost $30 million off of a $94 million budget. So it's got some work to do. Uh, but like I said, it stars Alicia Vikander, Dominic West, Daniel Wu, Walton Goggins as our villain, who... Uh, I love Goggins. I do too. So he, you would know him from a couple of, at least what I thought of was some Tarantino films. He was in The Hateful Eight. He was also in Django. Okay. Uh, he always kind of plays a bad guy. He's got that kind of, like, like he's got a really good, like, greasy look to him. Played a fantastic uh, cross-dresser in Sons of Anarchy. Ah, there, yeah. I'm and, to see that. And also is in the fantastic Danny McBride show, Vice Principals. Oh. All right. He's, cool. He's, like, co-vice principals with Danny McBride. Gotcha. Whom you hate. I, yeah, I can't stand any McBride. Yeah, but, he's know. pretty not standable. Yeah, yeah. Just in general. Yeah. It's kind of awful. Uh, so we, we'll probably get into some history of Tomb Raider stuff in a little bit, but in the meantime, we will stick to just this film. And so I guess just forget everything that you think you know about Lara Croft, and we will just talk about this movie and who she is here. Yeah, I think in a lot of ways you can't uh, talk about this movie with acknowledging the older ones. Without acknowledging it, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, That's sure. what I said. You said with acknowledging. Without. I said without. I know what you meant. I said without. We can, do you want to go back and check? I'm, I'm happy to do it. Pretty you sure take I a said shot without. of if you're wrong. I'm pretty sure I said without. All right, hang on one second. I'll fight you. What'd you say? I said with <laughs> acknowledging. You <laughs> son of a... I'll keep uh, talking about this movie. You drink that. God damn it. Um. Okay, let's see. So, I wanted to say this movie is directed <sighs> by a fella named... I think it's Roar... Uthau. Yeah, his name's Roar. Or Roar. He's a Norwegian film director. He hasn't done a ton of stuff, but he has... Uh, he did an American movie last year called, or last year, a couple years before, I can't remember, called The Wave. Uh, never heard of it. Is that when people just stand up in a stadium? And just, do, and just the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Just like this big spinning just shot. Two hours of 360 cam right. of a baseball field. Yeah. Uh, I guess a baseball field wouldn't even be the best option. No, like a soccer it? stadium would be or like perfect. A, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, just a big round stadium. Yes. But what I want to do is really quickly read the IMDb synopsis, which doesn't say much. And I think we should probably fill in some blanks here. But what it says is Lara Croft, the fiercely independent daughter of a missing adventurer, must push herself beyond her limits when she finds herself on the island where her father disappeared. Definitely some plot holes to fill in there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so yeah. she is the daughter of a missing person who you did not find out was an adventurer until. A little bit later in the movie. Correct. She also doesn't just happen to be on this island. She goes to find her dad. Yeah. She knows he's there or that's the last place that he was seen or headed towards. Correct. So he headed there. So do you want to do a plot rundown on this? I kind of do. Um, I'm going to roughly give you 30 seconds. Sure. Okay. No pressure, though. Sure. But just give me your plot rundown. Well, so so Lara Croft uh, is part of this family who owns the, this big estate, and her dad's run it for a long time. His name is Lord Richard Croft, and he's a... Uh, he's, um, uh, He's not a teacher. He's like a he's an ed educational person. He's a very I don't really know. I don't think they explain what he does. Wasn't he like a professor? That's what or... I was gonna say, but maybe it's not. He's like this really philanthropic kind of eccentric dude, and um you can tell they're old money and eventually he goes missing and he's always left these little messages for her and whatever. Always calls her Sprout. Sprout. That's important probably later on. Not really. No. It's just like a nice they try to make a moment later. It's okay. Um Anyways, he disappears after a while, and so she has to kind of consolidate all the estate issues and sign papers basically acknowledging that he's dead and then how to kind of take control of all their assets. She doesn't want to do that. She finds this paper trail of things that lead her to believe that her dad is still alive, and she uncovers some of his old research, and she's like, I think I know where he is. Along the way, she meets this guy, Lou Ren, played by Daniel Wu, 
who also had a dad that went on an adventure because Lara's dad hired him to take him to this island. On a boat. On a boat. I'm on a boat. So then Lara's like, hey, Lou Ren, you got to take me there. He's like, no, I don't have to do that. And she's like, oh, here's some money. And also, th- I'm drunk. And he's like, yeah, he's like an alcoholic. So then they go. And they're the best of friends, apparently, even though he's weirdly loyal to her for somebody who drags him to what turns out to be a pretty terrible situation to end up in. Certain death. They end up on this island and they get shipwrecked because that's part of the thing, too. It's hard to get to. It's almost, you know, one way and no way off of the mm-hmm. island sort of thing. Yeah. She gets knocked out by who we find out uh, is Matthias Vogel, played by Walter Goggins. He is, um, I'd say, an archaeologist hired on by some mysterious third party to find this tomb of this ancient being. There's supposedly wealth. There's booby traps along the way. Wills will be tested. And that's that's the plot. I, that's, that's what I would have written. That's the general IMDb. idea. Yeah. But is that what you wrote? On letterbox. Letterboxd. No, but I don't want to say that because that's I make my my opinions very clear in my letterbox review, mm. and I don't want to spoil um, everybody's opinion of this movie yet. I'll probably save that till the danger zone. Okay. Um, although I guess no, maybe I'll say it for when we rate it. What were your general takeaways in this movie? What do you think? Yeah, um, I was never invested very deeply at any point. The character development was a little little weak. Um, there was definitely more that they could have put into the characters, but by and large, I was entertained. Mm-hmm. It was a really fun movie. Like I walked away and basically said, you know, that was a fun experience. That was fun. Okay. Like that, that did what it was supposed to do. Sure. It's a cheesy action adventure movie. Uh, this movie drew so many parallels to, uh, the last crusade with Indiana Jones yeah. and Sean Connery sure. or I'm sorry, Harrison Ford Harrison and Sean Connery. Ford, yeah. Um, you know, it really had a similar vibe in a lot of ways, uh, but they're of the same bent. I feel like the video game that inspired these movies was inspired by Indiana Jones movies. Yeah, like just adventure, adventure, yeah, well, action adventure. Specifically games. like tomb raiding and like archaeological based, archaeological? Yeah, that works for me. Based? Yeah, that sounds like words that would go together in yeah. a sentence. Um, you know, that type of of adventure so it drew a lot of parallels to that, and that was one of my favorite of the Indiana Jones series. So it made me think of some things that made me happy. So it it won some praise from me that way. You know, it was not to be taken seriously. Mm. If you just go in looking to be entertained, uh, it will s- successfully do that. I would not go in looking for any really great acting performances or compelling uh, performances. What I would say is that I really enjoy the strong, awesome female lead. Like, that's a trend that I want to see continuing in Hollywood, just like the super strong action star that's a woman that's, like, dominating. One of the most uh, recent big screen ones that comes to mind is Atomic Blonde. Mm. Um, Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wonder Woman really set the bar, definitely. And then Atomic Blonde, and then this one. And it's a trend that I think is very important. Uh, in a lot of ways, I, I love to see strong, awesome women that are rad because they can do just about most things that men can do. So that was a really cool thing. I think a lot of chicks are going to like this movie just to have a strong female lead. And I enjoyed it for that. Yeah, I remember. So we'll get in, like we said, the history of Tomb Raider in a bit. The last Tomb Raider movie was 2003, and that was with Angelina Jolie playing Lara Croft. Um, but f- as as this one goes... I was saying this to you uh, before we started this episode. Uh, I I am fully on board for like the over the top stunts and crazy jumping off of rusted planes and surviving waterfalls and, you know, getting 
stabbed in the gut, but being fine because you'll yeah. whatever. Just crazy action movie stuff. That's totally fine. And I also like the idea that you're not supposed to take it too seriously. Yeah. But the problem that I had with this movie is that the the I, I almost felt like they did want us to take it seriously. So there's there's a point where I'm gonna say that Lara's father is alive. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like that's a huge spoiler. No. She finds him on the island. They have like sort of a reconnection after. I don't know, 10 or 15 years, however long he's been gone. Seven years. Seven years. Um, and there's just this weird mashup of tones throughout the film that don't really work. Um, the character's motivations are not believable. At one point, Lou Ren, the guy that she like met once, was like, take me to this island. Rex's his boat, by the way, like we said. Um, should not be on her team at this point. He's She's ruined his life, which wasn't great to begin with, I suppose. Yeah. But still, at one point, he's like, everybody's like, they're about to get out of there. And he's like, I'm not leaving without her. I'm like, are you really not going to? Like just go, dude. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. A, there's a whole bunch of stuff like that where the things that people are doing don't make any sense. Which, Definitely. Which could be fine, but it's not in this case. Yeah, there were many plot holes. Yeah. You know, and and that's that's fair. I don't even know if I'd call them plot holes as much as like plot divots. There were divots. There, I mean, there were some holes and some just aspects of this movie that were not believable. Yeah. You know, but that's just the over the top nature. I think what you're saying, and I I agree with, is just the the lack of sincere motivation mm-hmm. and the lack of our investment in these characters. Um, the way I felt about this movie reminded me a lot of watching Rogue One, mm. where it's just like none of these characters really matter to me, and they didn't really take the time to make any of them matter. That was the other thing, too. Yeah, like you're just sort of thrown, and, and granted, they are building off of a base of a Lara Croft that we know, at least most of most people our age probably know. Yeah. Um, which is fine, but yeah, if you're going to throw in this heavy stuff with her estranged father and like, you know, Asian people that are being murdered as work camp slaves. Yeah. Like enslaved and but murdered. You're not, you're not let, in, in, in almost every one of the situations is kind of, kind of offset by a bad joke. Yeah. It's like, I don't, yeah, I don't care about these characters, which again could be fine because it has all of the other main points that I like to see in this kind of movie. You have like the, the booby trapped caves and, mm-hmm. you know, a crazy twist. And then you're like, ah, it's still crazy, but it's not what everybody is. It's not what the myths were about. Right. Like, that stuff is all great. Yeah. Um, but, but there's some stuff missing. I do really love Lisa Vikander's performance in this. Yeah. I think she's very charismatic. I think she's got a future as a franchise Laura Croft. Right. And this movie does a decent enough job for what it is of setting up a sequel. Like I'm going to go see the sequel. Mm -hmm. It's going to be great, but this is totally, I I think this would be more appropriate as a sort of forgettable summer blockbuster in between like Marvel movies that, you know, are just going to wreck shop at the box office. Even even if they're not good, they're still going to do it. Um, than a mid March kind of after an incredible Oscar season. release. I don't know. Yeah, the timing was kind of strange for just like a fluff piece of an action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go into it expecting that and with your expectations low in regards to just overall movie going, yeah, I mean, we have a pretty high uh, bar as far as movies go just because right. we see so many. You know, obviously this one was not meant to be taken as seriously. Right. Um, I, one other gripe that I have. I want to tell this to you because you can see this. Archery. I keep, I keep not the archery itself. Oh. I keep seeing this. And if you've seen the trailers for this movie, you know what I'm talking about. At the very end, it's, you know, whatever. Bum, 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 and it's like, boom, Tomb Raider. And it goes, pew, and an arrow shoots through it. And it leaves this, they, like, it shoots from here to here, right? From left to right. Mm-hmm. And instead of leaving a giant thing, like the arrow went through it, it just leaves the perfect outline of an arrow. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. If you shot through it, how would that even work? Right. And that's been bothering me for months. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to say that because now is the time to bring that up, if ever. 
probably could have gone without saying it, but I wanted to. Yeah. So overall, I think we both liked it. Yeah. Uh, well it enough. Fine. There was some cool fighting moves in it. Like she executed a really dope transition into an arm in triangle mm-hmm. at one point. She did. That she- made me really happy. Mm-hmm. Like she had good technique on some jujitsu on the ground, which also is never explained really. Like I don't, because that's a straight up BJJ move. And yeah, she's like, well, maybe she just knows martial arts. Wasn't there too. a little bit of a fighting montage at the beginning though, where she was mm. training? But it was just like generic training, was it? Oh, that's true. Yeah, but mm-hmm. like you could tell she had like some training in the fight game. So yeah, all right, that's fair. So I'll I mean, she had a background in like fighting and archery, and she's also like in crazy good shape. If you didn't know that just by looking at her, like they make a good point of establishing in the beginning. She's there's this big cycling chase. And she's also sort of a rebel. Mm-hmm. Um, Wears a leather jacket. Right. Did she? Yeah. Yeah. At the right. beginning when she's like in the office. Right. Yeah. Very rebellious. Well, let's so. uh, let's rate this movie then, shall we? Yeah. I'm going to give it a solid 6.5. Okay. Um, I think that's about what this movie deserves. It's not, you know, memorable in a lot of ways. It was a very entertaining movie that you might not think about ever again, you know, which is fine. You know, that's what a lot of people, including myself at times, go to the movies for. Yeah, just a distraction. That's fine. I want to be entertained. Take me to somewhere else. Show me some crazy stunts. Uh, And if you're in the market for awesome action movies with over-the-top stunts and some great CGI, great action scenes, um, you know, all those kinds of things, check it out. Yeah, the other thing I wanted to mention is that this is, well, we could save it for later, but this is a different, like I said, Laura Croft than we've been been experienced to in the past yep she's i think in the past she is an archaeologist maybe um and in this it's it's very much like she's just dealing with the aftermath of her dad's decisions yeah which and which for me was like okay well i'm less interested in that she's she's less of a self-established character than somebody who's just kind of uh coattailing off of yeah other people's actions which is fine but um it it could have given an opportunity to let her establish a more individual identity and I thought that would have been a nice way to take it. But maybe had if, done that. maybe her not just being an archaeologist that happens to be good at martial arts and archery, like the last movies and the video games and stuff, is in this movie's own kind of way giving her her identity, creating like a new character with a clean slate. That's how I wanted to look at it as well. And that's what I wrote in my review about it. But um, I just think they could have done more, which is the reason that I'm going to give this a six okay, and not any higher. Very middle of the road for both of us. Totally. Like best case scenario, I think this movie would have gotten like a seven and 0.5 or eight for me. Yeah. Um, That's best case. Yeah. Like if this were a perfect movie, not if it were a perfect movie, obviously, but let's be fair. Like none of the old movies even rank. They were God awful. Were they? Cause I remember them being cool, but I don't really, like they were cool because know. it was like, yay boobs. Is that, I don't know, man. I I'm pretty sure I watched these movies before I was really even into that. Like, Laura Croft Tomb Raider, the original, came out when I was 10, so... In 2001? Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. And what? I was, like, 13? 13, 14? Yeah. So, yeah, maybe for you, that's and it's a was. different universe, you know? bro. Yeah. <laughs> 10 to 14? Yeah, lifetimes. Yeah. That's... In kid years, that's, like, I want to play tag to... I want to play doctor. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> yeah. The the, uh, the first video game this is all based off of was in 1996, and I've got a picture pulled up here that you guys can't see, but maybe we'll post. I would love to just say, also, the first video game looked way worse than that. Um, this main actress looks a lot like the character from the newest video game. Way more sport model, like, compact, way less chesty. Yeah, she looks almost exactly like her. Well, that's so that's what this movie was based off of. Yeah. Was, was the game almost... 
as far as plot goes. Okay. It was the same idea. Yeah. Somebody goes missing. Actually, I think in the video game, it was um, her own research, right? So took her to this island, mm. but it was the same island, the same tomb, that sort of thing. So I think yeah. I think that casting Lucy Vikander was based off of this video game. Nice. Including with the bow and the yeah, outfit it's, and everything. It's spot on. Yeah, but it's crazy how the character has evolved over time. It's basically the same, the same look, give or take. A little bit. Give or take. Maybe yeah. we should post this picture. We should. Yeah. Uh, I did like the bit at the end of the movie where she gets her guns. Yeah, that's that like was a cool. callback to the to the originals. Oh yeah. Um, well, let's see. I don't have anything else that I want to say without spoiling anything in this. Yeah. About, do you? No, we've wrapped up the movie. Once again, that's 2018 release, Tomb Raider. Yes, you've been warned. Come back in the danger zone. We will spoil some things as well as touch on our second and final beer of yep. the uh, evening. We're going to hit that first at the beginning of the danger zone, and then we are going to get into all the spoilery kind of just ruin the movie for everyone if you haven't seen it stuff. So stick around for that. We'll be right back. Johnny, complete this sentence. Bicycle. Wheels, frame, seat. Handlebar? Boom. Handlebar it is. Is How that what you were going for? It is. Man. If you guys don't know what the Handlebar is, it's an awesome restaurant and craft beer bar here in Chico that has a fantastic happy hour seven days a week. Johnny, what is the deal? That's right. Every single day from two to six, you will get $1 off any draft beer along with their fantastic menu of delicious food, salads, appetizers, all kinds of stuff. Go check it out. Grab yourself a delicious meal and a wonderful craft beer for a dollar off during happy hour. Support them because they support us and... Quite frankly, Max needs the help. Again, that's the Handlebar here in Chico at 2070 East 20th Street, right by Winco and Best Buy. They're an awesome place. They're great for supporting this podcast. Please do go support them. They're the best. Plus, they've got an awesome dog-friendly patio. Welcome to the Danger Zone. Oh, shit. Wow, you're recording. We're doing it. All right. Hi, guys. Hello. We just had a break, and now we're back to talk about a couple things, but I think we should start with our final beer. Let's do it. This is our second and final beer. Will you pull up the info, please? Yes, and I'll indeed. Pour it. We are drinking a beer from Evil Twin Brewing Company, and it is pouring black and murky Yes, and delicious. Yes, this is a an Imperial Stout at 12% called Even More Pecan Pie Jesus. Mm, I love my Jesus with some pecan pie. This has been open for a couple minutes. We haven't tried it yet, but I remember several minutes ago before we went on a YouTube video tangent. We went down a rabbit hole of video game deaths. That Johnny said, this smells amazing. It does. So I'm excited because I can't wait to smell it and taste it. And while you speak, I'm going to readjust my microphone because I'm not going to be reading too much off of our monitors anymore. While I speak, you want me to read you the microphone? Yeah, what did I say? What the fuck did you just say? You know what I said? I don't know. I said something like, it Holy, doesn't matter because it just happened. Holy guacamole. So we are going to be drinking this beer, which is a double or imperial stout. I've never heard American double stout. No, before. I haven't either, but I don't, you know, there's a lot. I don't know. So. Smells quite nice. Smells like a stack of waffles with maple syrup on it. Do with, you like pecan stuff? I do. What was, what's, what's Noah? That's right. Yeah. The pecan mud stout. Mud cake stout. Yeah. We did that a few, I don't know how long ago that was. Mm-hmm. Several, several months. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I've tried it. Okay, that is uh, that is thick. That's thicker than a Snickers, bro. Hmm. Man. A lot going on. Real sweet. Sweet, uh, but like a burnt roastiness mm-hmm. to it. Real roasty. Definitely doesn't taste like a pecan pie. No. At all. No. I don't think so. Mm-mm. It's It does taste like 12%, though. Mm-hmm. That's hefty. And it's brewed with molasses. Is it? With molasses with pecan extract added. Cool. You want to read me the back of that can? Or I can read it if you'd like. Uh, let's do it. 
A few times in the history of craft beer, a highly praised beer rises beyond mortal stardom into higher godly league. Usually, the recipe to make such heavenly drops is the thick, fudge-like body, pitch black color, amazingly overwhelming aromas of chocolate, coffee, dark fruits, molasses, pecan extract, and obviously only made in limited amounts. People, this is the taste of rare. Yeah. I feel like a lot of breweries do this too, where they'll... uh They'll release a limited amount and try to add that to the hype, which I get if it's an amazing beer that can add a lot of hype. But I've seen breweries do it where it's like, this is a limited release. And half the time I feel like that's because it's garbage and they're like, we're never making this again. Get mm-hmm. it while you can. So I don't know. Do you like it? No. Mm. No, I do not. Sad. Sad day. This tastes like roasted malt and burnt happiness. Uh, this is real heavy on the soy sauce flavor. Yep. Um, not like a pie at all. Mm -mm. Does not taste like Jesus either. I don't like this either. No. Yeah. It's almost, and it's, it's pretty boozy too. Yeah. If I'm having this much booze, I'd like to have, I don't know, a shot of bourbon or a glass of wine or something. Yeah. I mean, dude, I would seriously like. Put some wasabi in this and dip sushi in it. It's, yeah, it's so too soy syrupy, sauce. man. It's, it's soy syrupy sauce. and soy saucy. Two things that do not go well. Ugh, no, I'm not a fan of this beer mm-hmm. at all. Now we get to the question is, is it a bad beer or do we just not like it? I think this is a worse beer than Strobe Light from Stillwater. I agree completely. Because I think that one particularly I just didn't like the taste of necessarily. Yeah. This one, I, I might even go so far as to say it's not good. Yeah. I think I'm there with you. Hmm. Man, this is that's been two rough beers. Yeah. I feel like we need to go get a beer after this. Yeah, something like that. Man. God. I don't oh. remember the last episode we've done where we disliked both beers this much. Ah. Man. Mm. I'm gonna give it a three. Two. Yeah. I don't like that's a it. Bummer. I don't like it. Well, I don't want to talk about it too much more then. Do you? <laughs> no, this beer's a miss. Yeah, all right. Let's just uh They can't all be winners. We don't try yeah. we don't try the beers before the episode. Totally. You're getting our first un- unabated reviews. And we've done some evil twin stuff that we both really like. That's not to say that oh, yeah. we completely dislike their stuff. Obviously, like their their pink lemonade IPA. That was freaking great. It was so good. Yeah. I should have got another one of those. Yeah, I've liked a lot of their stuff, but this one is not, is not there for me. It's no, it's bitter and and salty. Like soy sauce. It's soy mm-hmm. sauce. As you heard our friend Ken say at the top of our second segment, this is about six bucks at Spikes. So go check it out if you'd like. It is a really hefty, syrupy stout. So if, if you're into that as your primary thing to reach for a double stout, double American, what is that? American double stout? Yeah, uh, whatever the hell that means. Maybe you'll be into it. You should go try it. Otherwise, it's shit. Yeah, I don't love it. No, I'm giving it a fresh hop thumbs down. All right. Well, then moving back along to Tomb Raider, I have two questions for you. Boom. Actually, one question, two parts. What are your what was your favorite and your least favorite part of the movie? Hmm. Uh, I think her portrayal of Laura Croft was my favorite. Sorry. How what was your favorite and least favorite scene in the movie? Oh. That's I guess what I Okay. Want. Uh favorite scene was the um there was a scene. It, okay, I'll tell you the scene and you can help me describe sure. the, yeah. around it. It was where she was having to do the light puzzle. Yeah. Like hands down, that was the coolest fucking scene. All right. It was the most like balls deep Indiana Jones scene, you know, it was like that totally like trying to get to the, the Holy grail mm-hmm. and the razor blades are like the, remember the right. big spinning discs that chopped the guy's head off. Yeah. But you're, you're talking specific, specifically about the, the, it reminded me of that. It took me back to that. And I loved the scene. It was the most life and death peril 
with all the main characters in it, and it was uh, her thinking on on the fly to figure out a puzzle. And they, yeah. they all kind of had to work together to fix it. It was really good. That was probably my favorite scene. Yeah, that was a good one. I So I remember when they first opened that tomb, I was looking around like, who's there? Because it was her, her dad, a uh, bad guy. And I was like, ooh, henchmen. There will be deaths. Yeah, two henchmen. Yeah, I think there were three, weren't there? There was... um. So let's go through the entire tomb series sequence, I mean, and who died. Okay. So, so they open the tomb. She repels down on that, like, auto thing. Yeah, yeah. She goes down. Everybody comes down after. What's the first thing they encounter? I think mm. it was, like, a foot trap. Somebody stepped on something. Oh, it was the spikes oh, that and came it was up. the guy. It was the one. Yeah, he was like, ah, you should have seen your face. Boom, impaled. That's one guy dead. Oh, yeah, because she steps on, like, a loose rock. And he it, steps and you, on it. And you hear this noise, and it's like. Mm. And everybody's, like, frozen. And they're like. And then one guy looks all worried, and this other guy's like, hey, you should see your face. You look scared. And he got impaled. And he got impaled. The giant, like, six-foot spikes come out of the floor. Yeah. Pretty cool. Okay, so that's death one. That's henchman one dead. Yep. They keep going. There's another, like, there's another foot thing. Or is that when the, the floor falls? I'm pretty sure that's when the floor falls. Did somebody, like, an eye gouged out or something? Somebody go blind? I, I feel like there was. Because no. remember the guy that ended up on the other side of the door? Nothing happened to him. He just couldn't see through it. Yeah. Okay. Because he's like, where'd the floor go? He's like, yeah, that's what he said. He's like, hey, where's the floor? Right. right yo. It's gone. Okay. So still only one henchman dead. Yeah. Then you have to get through like the the thousand soldiers, the, the thousand maidens. Of Handmaidens. The, what was that? What What was the deal there? Those were people that killed themselves. Yeah. But like, what was the booby trap? There wasn't one. Was there? There must have been. God, what was it? Huh. It wasn't floor stuff. Well, at that point, there are still two henchmen left, right? There's two still or three because they're the ones that made it to the tomb. Right. So the ones in the tomb, there are two of them plus the think, main bad guy. I don't guy. think anything happened to him. Yeah, maybe not. No. Just maybe tense moments. Maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so there are at least three henchmen that died. One yeah. of them catches the chlamydia of the tomb. Yeah. And then the other one. The airborne clap. Right. Fights. Um, fights, right? Everybody. Fights Lara. Yeah. There was a gunfight. There was a. Fist fight. Yeah. My point is, I I was going to branch off what you said. Like, my favorite sequence was probably that. I just just I just love the booby trap. The booby traps are the best part. tomb thing. Totally. They could make a great. movie about just weaseling your way through a booby trapped. Totally. Like, with like 20 booby traps. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be a movie I would watch. Yeah. Um, like Saw, but with... That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it reminds me of that. But yeah. But less gruesome. Yeah. And less gore porn. And more like puzzles. Like, puzzles are cool. You know... A little throwback to last week. I was doing some research on Carrie Elwes. Yeah, from Princess Bride. He was like the guy that cut his foot off in the first Saw movie. Oh, was he? Yeah, I think I saw that when I was pretty young. Yeah, great movie. No, yeah, I, I, the best of the series, but it was actually okay. I, I think I remember thinking that it one was had good, but. it still had the element of suspense, and it wasn't just all gore at yeah, that time. Yeah, and it was all new ideas. I remember when Saw came out, it was just like holy shit. That's true, huh? It was crazy. Anyways, huh. back yeah. to what you're saying about booby traps and yeah, was so was one of those like your favorite scene in the movie? Yeah, I think that whole last sequence was pretty good. Um, did I, you ask me what my least favorite was? I did, and we're gonna come back around. I was gonna, okay. gonna do best and then maybe worst, best and worst. So I also really enjoy. I enjoy any time there's like a, a uh, like I'm a big sucker even for like car chases. Like anytime there's like a fast paced thing. Mm-hmm. So when she was uh, she got her bag taken by those boys on the docks. Yep, and there were some parkour elements and like. Mm-hmm. I really like that kind of stuff too. Okay, gets gets my my blood pumping, and the same with like the bike chase in the beginning, super fun. Yeah, 
yeah. So between those chases and the tomb stuff, definitely mm-hmm. my favorite scenes. Least favorite scene or scenes. Scene where she reunites with her father in the cave. Yeah. Cheesy as fuck. So like, oh, she, so unbelievable. She like drowns that guy, right? Yeah. And then she like sees somebody and he runs. She's like, wait, wait, wait. She just killed a man with her bare hands. Yeah. Like, pretty traumatic stuff. Sure. Yeah, yeah. it was her like the first person she's ever killed, presumably. Hopefully. And she's like chasing this guy. Ropes, and we're all like, that's her dad, obviously. Mm-hmm. Goes up the thing, pulls up the rope. She's like, all right, well, I'm just going to climb it. The rocks. She gets up there, and then he's just like, out loud, like, it'll go away. It always goes away. Whatever. And then, and then, in order to, like, convince him that it's her, she goes like, remember we used to do this? And she does the kiss thing mm-hmm. from the Hunger Games. Yeah. Right. And, and like that's which is not even good because if he's crazy, his brain's gonna fill in things that he already knows. You'd have to tell him something he doesn't know, which is not even a good way to convince somebody. Like there's no way you could convince him that you're real. Why didn't she just be like, here, touch poke? No, me. I was waiting for him to be like, it's like reach the- out but no, she's like, Mwah. oh, it's really her. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Okay. That whole scene was just rough. That was where I was like, Oh, okay, so we're not taking this movie seriously. Cool. Okay. Yeah. And then he had like that crazy beard and long hair. Yeah. I'm like it wasn't that crazy. Four years is yeah, a long time. Seven years. Seven years. Yeah. You don't shave for seven years. Your beard's not going to be. Although I, just, I don't know, man, because like same like once you start growing your beard for a while, it stops growing as fast as it used to. You know what I mean? Yeah, but your beard would be like way longer. It would be longer than that. Yeah. Yeah. And then like he's out there like trimming his beard, and then she's like, "Let me help you." And then they have a, a quote unquote intense conversation. He like nicks him with the scissors. Like, "Hey, you shouldn't have left me for seven years." Yeah, and it was just that that whole their dynamic. Uh, in person was just unbelievable. Yeah, it was tough. It was rough. That was the roughest part of the movie. Mm-hmm. If they would have left that out and just or paraphrased it a lot, it would have improved the movie. Yeah, you could have you could have even said like, hmm, "I did kill your dad," and then boom, he's actually dead. Yeah, That's that would have been fine. And she like finds his cave. That would work too. Yeah, that would have been better. Also, can we talk about the thing where like the ship is about to crash, right? And she's like, "No, nah, my dad's papers." Yeah, she runs back inside, gets the papers, and then. They make a point to show you that that little cylindrical puzzle thing gets left behind, which did not matter. Yeah. Because, like, she'd memorized it. Yeah. Like, why show it? Yeah. Unless just to prove that she's smart, which we already knew. Yeah. We already know. know that. There were a lot of aspects of this movie that were outlandish. Some of them were so outlandish they became insulting. And that, that scene in the cave was just really, that was when I, I gave up on taking the movie seriously. Yeah. Or, like, having any real connection with either of them. Because I'm like, this is cheesetastic. Yeah. Nah, bro. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. So that's my worst. What's your worst? No, it's got to be some of the same, some of their relationship stuff. Okay. It was not great. That makes sense. Yeah. I like this. We should do a best and worst scene every danger zone. Yeah. Yeah, we should. And this is our ceremonial adding a segment. Yes. Which we do every episode. We do. Or damn near almost every episode. Yeah. Is there anything else you got? We I'm raided good. the beer. We did the danger zone thing. I'm good, man. I'm good. Beers were a miss this week, which they sucks. Were. But you know what? They can't all be winners. You got to just get back on the horse and take another swing. Am I right? And more than that, you got to decide for yourself. So go try these beers. There's a whole world of beers out there. It's not going to kill you to try one. Maybe you find out it's your favorite beer. Dude, you might like it. And we want to know. And go see Tomb Raider. Let us know about that. Once again, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Fresh Hop Cinema. You can email us at fhccast at gmail.com. Or you can find us in person out and about in Chico, California, drinking a beer, watching a movie, etc. But in the meantime, and until next week, my name is Max Minardi. And my name's Johnny Summers, and that is a wrap. We'll see you next week. Bye. This 
is Fresh Hop Cinema. <laughs>